not be a dangerous adversary. Earlier, I'd learned that the big dog's sweet spot was north of 80 miles an hour, and that it was fully rideable at 100. I twisted the throttle, and the bike gobbled asphalt, leaving the caddy behind. For the moment. This wasn't the height of bug season in the Mojave, so I didn't have to eat any moths or hard-shelled beetles when I muttered unpleasantries. At that speed, however, because I sat tall and tense with my head above the low windshield, the warm night air chapped my lips and stung my cheeks as I bulleted into it. Any responsible dermatologist would have chastised me for speeding barefaced through this arid wasteland. For many reasons, however, there was little chance that I would live to celebrate my twenty-third birthday, so looking prematurely aged two decades hence didn't worry me. This time I heard the Escalade coming, shrieking like some malevolent machine out of the Transformers movie, running dark once more. Sooner than I hoped, the driver switched on the headlights, which flared in my mirrors and washed the pavement around me. Closer than fifty feet. The SUV was obviously souped. This wasn't an ordinary mama-takes-baby-to-the-playground caddy. The engine sounded as if it had come out of General Motors by way of Boeing. If he intended to run me down and pace me to the caddy's grill, and evidently he did, I wouldn't be able to outrace whatever customized engine made him king of the road. Having tricked up his vehicle with alternate, multi-tonal horns programmed with pieces of familiar tunes, he now taunted me with the high-volume song title notes of Sonny and Cher's The Beat Goes On. The big dog boasted a six-speed transmission. The extra gear and the right-side drive pulley allowed better balance and greater control than with the average touring bike. The fat, 250-millimeter rear tire gave me a sense of stability, and the 34-degree neck rake inspired the confidence to stunt a little, even though I was approaching triple-digit speeds. Now he serenaded me with the first seven notes of the Kingsman's Louis Louis, and then again. My one advantage might be maneuverability. I slid lower in the seat so that the arc of the windshield sent the wind over my helmet, and I made more aggressive use of the three-lane highway, executing wide serpentine movements from shoulder to shoulder. I was low to the ground, and the Escalade had a much higher center of gravity than the big dog. If the driver tried to stay on my tail, he might roll the SUV. Supposing he was smart, he should realize that by not mimicking me, by continuing arrow straight, he could rapidly gain ground as I serpentined, and with easy calculation he could intersect me as I swooped from side to side of the road. The third blast of Louis Louis assured me that either he wasn't smart, or he was so wasted that he might follow me into a pit of fire before he realized what he had done. Yet another programmed horn blared several notes, but I didn't recognize the tune, though into my mind came the image of that all-but-forgotten rocker, Boy George. When brakes caterwauled, I glanced back to see the Escalade listing, its tires smoking, as the driver pulled the wheel hard to the right to avoid going off the north side of the pavement. Carving one S after another down the straightaway, I cornered out of the current curve, grateful for the big dog's justly praised balance drive, and swooped into the next. With another squeal, the caddy's tires laid a skin of hot rubber on the blacktop as the driver pulled hard to the left. 
The vehicle nearly skidded off the south shoulder of the roadway, listing again, but, as previously, riding itself well before it tipped over. Resorting to his basic horn, the driver made no attempt at a tune this time, but let out blast after blast, as if he thought he could sweep me off the bike with sound waves. Recounting this, I might convey the impression that I remained calm and collected throughout this pursuit, but in fact, I feared that at any moment, I would regret not having worn an adult diaper. In spite of whatever drugs or beverages had pushed the SUV driver's crazy button and filled him with murderous rage, he retained just enough reason to realize that if he continued to follow my lead, he would roll the SUV. Arrowing down the center of the three lanes, he regained the ground that he'd lost, intending to intersect my bike between connecting curves of my flatland slalom.